Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Town. Welcome to the Insomniacs edition of Nats Nightly, sponsored by the District Sports page and FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Dave from the Dave Nichols from the District Sports page on the line. After a rain-delayed long night in San Diego, Dave, we'll get started with Doug Fister. 2-1 and one on the year, 287 ERA, 407 FIP, 264, 306, 389 line against through six starts. Kept the ball down, avoided walks in his last two outings, but up in the zone early tonight. Back-to-back, two-out singles, a three-run home run to left by Derek Norris, 3 nothing early, 1-2 change up to Corey Spanchenberg in the second, 4 nothing at that point, 7 nothing after a two-out triple by Norris, who apparently loves crushing the team that drafted him. Doug Fisher just not sharp. I told We were just discussing it before, and I, I think the two-hour delay after one out into the first inning probably didn't do well for Fister, who warmed up before the game and then had to sit and wait for two hours. Yeah, you know, just the goats for this game were the umpires. I mean, there's no way that they should have started this game knowing the weather was going to be coming in like that, make the pitchers warm up, and then stop it after one batter. I mean, that's just preposterous. But, um, you know, it, it was a really weird start for Fister looking at the – at the play-by-play and, and going back over it. I mean, he got the first two outs in both innings um, yep. and then just started leaving the ball up and, and got hammered. I mean, obviously, you know, Norris had had, had a couple of nice swings and, uh, you know, Spangenberg with, with, with his home run. Um, and then and then after Spangenberg homered in the second, Venable walked, and that just kind of opened up the doors um uh, for 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 Kemp and Upton and Norris to do their damage again, and just uh, just kind of a, a weird start there for Fister, just um, you know, giving a couple outs and then couldn't 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 get the job done. And um, obviously, at some point, the Nats are really going to want to start playing from ahead instead of playing from behind every night because um, you, you can't have uh, eight run comebacks every time you get down eight runs after the first couple of innings. Yeah, uh, Yeoman's worked with Blake Trinan on the mound tonight. Fister out after just two innings, 41 pitches, 25 strikes, eight hits, seven runs, seven earned, one walk, one K, two home runs allowed. That's going to do some damage to your ERA for a little while, Mr. Fister. But Blake Trinan comes in, four innings, gives up a home run, uh, another second home run by Spangenberg on the night, three hits, one earned run allowed, six Ks on the night ends up throwing 57 pitches, so he's probably burned for a couple days as well, but really got the Nationals through there. Matt Grace finished it off, but Trinan really did a good job there keeping the Nationals from having to burn all their pitchers tonight. Yeah, terrific outing by Trinan. I mean, he went four innings. He faced one fewer bat than Pister did in his two innings. Um, you know, the six strikeouts. And, and I guess the really the most important thing there is zero walks. I mean, he was going up there throwing strikes, challenging hitters here, put it in play, and, and they weren't. So, um, you know, with, with the Nets having having used, a, um, you know, long relievers, Roark and, and, and others in the last couple of nights, uh, they really needed Trinan to do a job for him tonight, and he went out and did it. Just a, a quality effort from him out of the pen. Uh, Derek Norris, someone that I know me and you both liked when he was a prospect in the national system, traded to the Oakland A's in the Gio Gonzalez deal a few years back and traded to San Diego this winter two three-run home runs off of Gio Gonzalez last time he faced them in uh, O.Co. Coliseum last year when he was still with the A's, drafted in 2007. Uh, like I said, two three-run home runs after that. Gets another three-run home run tonight. It's a two-run triple that just missed being a second three-run home run. Six for 12, three three-run three home runs versus the Nationals. Apparently 
he made some comments last year after he beat up on Gio Gonzalez and the Nationals in a three-game set in Oakland that he wanted to show them what they were missing and this is what you could have had sort of comments. But apparently really likes beating up on the Nationals and continues to impress. I think he's got around a 290 average so far this season. 304 after yeah. the game. Three, two, two, three, three, five, 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 you know, he's putting together a really nice career. And, and um, you know, I made the comment on Twitter earlier that, that when I saw him play several times in the minor leagues, he always dictated the at-bat. He never let the pitcher have the upper hand. Um, you know, only swung at pitches where he was looking at them, um, you know, looking for them in his zone. I mean, much like Bryce Harper is doing right now, um, Derek Morris is just an elevated approach all the way through the minor league system. And I, I think the Nats really liked him as a prospect, but, um, you know, when they had the chance to acquire Diego Gonzalez, I think they kind of jumped at the chance. And it's funny. I mean, Norris is the first of two catchers that the Nats have traded to the Oakland A's. They ended up t- trading David Freitas to him um, later on. But, um, you know, Norris has gone on to um, to show that, that he belongs in the major leagues. I mean, he had a couple of good years for Oakland, made an, made an all-star team, um, playing well for the Padres now. Um, you know, he's, he's a decent receiver, good hitter, um, still draws um, – Still draws his fair share of walks, and he's got decent power. So, um, you know, good on him. And um, you know, if you need a little bit of extra motivation to, to hit against the team that drafted you and then traded you, then um, you know, then, then good on him for that as well. Yeah, traded Norris and Freitas, like you said, and still have some nice catching prospects: Pedro Severino, uh, Jackson Reed, who they drafted last year, uh, Wilson Ramos, and Lobatone up in the major league. So they still got some catching depth there, and we're able to deal for what they needed using some of that depth that they had. Speaking of the current catcher, Wilson Ramos, 16-game hit streak after RBI single in the fourth inning. Wilson Ramos just keeps hitting up over 300 on the year now. Still 318 average on the year. It's really nice to see Wilson Ramos just going out there every day. I was kind of a little bit worried in this uh, spotty weather out there in San Diego, which is an anomaly of it, if I've ever heard of one, but kind of worried about Ramos and the other guys going out there and playing in this weather, maybe pulling something after they had to sit for two hours. But luckily we got through that and Ramos kept his history going. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we talked about Ramos the other night. He's a guy that uh, um, is kind of a funny case study. If you want to look at, uh, um, you know, his, his batting ratios, he hits an awful lot of ground balls and, um, you know, and right now he's getting them to go through. I mean, it's uh, um, he's got a tremendous amount of power, uh, uh, talent, I should say. Uh, we haven't seen a lot of power from him yet. We know that it's there, um, but uh, but he keeps getting the base hits to go through. One for three tonight with two RBIs drove in two of the Nats' three runs. So um, I think the Nats are perfectly happy to have Wilson Ramos. Um, you know, they look at Norris and and, and see what got away, but. Um, but I, I know that the Nats are, are, are very happy to have Wilson Ramos, and he continues to produce for them. Whether it was the, the delay or just Fister's usual struggles with keeping the ball down in the zone this year, we don't know. But Tyson Ross of the Padres had no problem, got one out, and then had to wait two hours to come back out for the second out of the uh, first inning. Brother of Joe Ross, who was a prospect acquired along with player to be named later, Trey, Tail- Trey Turner this winter. One and three going into tonight's game. Three nine eighty RA. Three five one FIP. Ten point six two K per nine and forty and two thirds innings pitched. Two forty seven. Three forty six. Three seventy three line against. Three scoreless to start, but a two out walk by Harper. Singles by Zim and Ramos made it seven one. 
Danny Espinosa singled and scored in the top of the fifth, eight to two at that point. He ends up going five innings after the delay, five hits, two runs, two earned runs, three walks, six Ks. Throws a total of 83 pitches. He's kind of a weird pitcher, too. Throws a 40% sliders more than any other pitch that he throws. Two-seamer and four-seamer, a little bit higher percentage-wise together on fan graphs, I noticed, but really relies on that slider and really had it going tonight. Was baffling some of the Nets hitters early. Yeah, and, you know, the Nets hitters, a couple of them in particular, are, are rather susceptible to that slider. So, um, you know, Ross is a tough matchup for them. But Ross is a good pitcher. I mean, last year, 281 ERA. Um, the year before that, he split halfway between the bullpen and starting with a 317 ERA. Obviously, there's there's good genes there. You know, his brother Joe's um, part of the deal that you mentioned. So, um, Ross is a quality pitcher. Um, did the, the rain didn't seem to affect him all that much. He came back out, obviously, uh, kind of ran out of gas a little early tonight and, and walked a couple guys that, that, that the Padres decided to get him out of there. But, um you know, just a quality pitcher, and, and, and the Nats just uh, didn't get a whole lot of good swings on him tonight. Like I said, uh, a couple of them, obviously, uh, um, you know, Desmond Worth are susceptible to the slider from, from right-handed pitchers, and, um, you know, Russ did a really nice job against him tonight. Bryce Harper on the night, 0 for, 0 for 2 with a run scored, three walks on the night, 33 walks on the year. 33 total in 36 games, 155 plate appearances this year. Really just impressive by Harper's willingness to take these pitches when they're kind of pitching around him, not giving him anything to hit. When it's not in the zone, he's not swinging at it anymore, not chasing pitches at all tonight, and manages three walks on the night. And just there's some overrated chants he heard from the sparse crowd at Petco Park tonight, but half-hearted, I'd say, because you can't watch what he's doing so far this year and still trying to take that. No, you know, if you're hitting over 300 at this point in the season and you lead the National League in, in home runs and RBIs, um, I'll take those overrated chances. I'm I'm not too worried about that. I don't think he's too worried about it. Um, obviously, teams are still pitching around him. Um, and, you know, they're pitching him very carefully, not not going into him, you know, when they can avoid it. And um, you know, Ryan Ryan Zimmerman, uh, in, in his own merit, I mean, he's fifth in the National League in RBI, so it's not like. Um, they've got a slacker hitting behind him, but obviously they'd rather take their chances with Zimmerman than Harper right now. And um, and this is all of that elevated approach that we've talked about from Harper um, all season long, where he's looking for a pitch in a particular zone against a particular pitcher, and if he doesn't get it, he's not swinging at it. And, um, and it really is, is showing the maturation um, as a hitter. Um, it's, it's, it's an elevated approach, and, and, and you know, it, it's – showing dividends um, by when he does get the pitches that he's looking for, he's absolutely crushing them. So um, just another night, nice night at the plate from Harper. If he is getting it to that Barry Bonds' level where he gets one pitch to hit every game or so and have to hit it, and he has so far this season, so it's continued to impress. Uh, I know you watch a lot of baseball, play a lot of fantasy baseball. I usually have the Nats on every night and MLB TV on my uh, TV with whatever game is interesting at that point going around. I watch a lot of baseball. Still not all that familiar with Corey Spangenberg. Two home runs tonight, his first two home runs of the season, but he's got a 293 average on the year, two for five tonight. Anything you know about him that you're going to enlighten me about? Well, uh, he's been a decent prospect. Uh, the, the, the thing with Spanenberg, he's got some decent pop there. Uh, they've kind of had a hard time finding a position for him. Um, and and his, his few times that he's had the opportunity to play and any extended period of time in the major leagues, um, he's had a tough time 
uh, he's had a tough time making contact, and that's not surprising for a younger player. But um, but this is a guy that uh, that's got some skills, and um, obviously uh, you know made a couple of nice swings tonight for for the Padres. Yeah, a rain-soaked night in San Diego, which is odd to begin with. I think they said there were five rain delays or delays, I should say, before tonight's game was delayed by two hours. Four delays, five delays total. One of them caused by bees in the outfield, if you remember that. It was an interesting night. But uh, Nationals dropped an 8-3 decision tonight, dropped at 19-17 on the year. Just want to spend the last two and a half minutes here going to the minor league action because there's another big start on the mound tonight. Lucas Giolito for the Potomac Nationals takes a loss, but goes six innings, five hits, one earned run, one walk, 11 Ks on the night. Really strong outing by Lucas Giolito in his second minor league start every year after they held him back a little bit. Yeah, it's fun. Um, for anybody listening that's, that's local to D.C., if you get a chance to get down to Potomac uh, when Giolito or when uh, Ronaldo Lopez is pitching, uh, go and see them. I don't think I think Lopez has pitched twice and hasn't given up an earned run yet. Uh, Giolito with 11 strikeouts in six innings tonight. I mean, uh, this is the future of the Nats. They are both. Um, you know, very highly regarded, obviously. And Giolito is one of the top pitching prospects in all of baseball. And I think uh, at the end of this season, Lopez is going to be right there with him. So um, just, a, a, you know, tremendous performance by Giolito tonight. And, um, you know, it, it's neat that the Nets have so many uh, of their affiliates so close to them with uh, Harrisburg two hours away, Hagerstown an hour and a half, uh, Potomac uh, 45 minutes depending on 95 south traffic. Um you know, if you get a chance to go out and see these guys pitch at some point, go out and do it so you can say you saw them uh, in the minor leagues before they got to that to Nats Park. So the, the uh, listeners out there desperately waiting for our show tomorrow, as we discussed beforehand, we had to do this one at three o'clock. Blog Talk Radio only allows one show a day, basically on our plan, so might have to skip tomorrow. But it's going to be a good matchup: Jordan Zimmerman against Odrisimer Despain. Uh, after that, Max Scherzer goes on the mound on Saturday after Saturday night against Andrew Kashner. So two good matchups coming up. We might have to talk after that second one. But what are you looking for the Nats? It's going to be tough to bounce back after a long night there tonight. Ends up ending the game at around 2:44 in the morning national time. Yeah, you know these long rain delays are are, are tough, especially uh, um, you know especially on the bullpens. Uh, obviously, training and, um, and Grace did a good work for the Nats today, but. Uh, um, you know, I, I'm looking to see both starting pitchers have, have good, solid performances. Um, the Padres are, 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 are decent enough, but um, I think I think they can be pitched to. So um, a good, solid pitching, I, I think the offense will take care of themselves. And, um, you know, like I said, we probably won't be able to talk after tomorrow night's game. But uh, um, I really enjoy watching Scherzer pitch, and I, I look forward to seeing him every time he gets out on the mound. We'll hopefully be able to talk after Saturday night's game and see what time it is after that one. There's rain in the forecast for the next 24 hours, so we'll see if the Nationals end up getting bumped. Maybe we'll get lucky and have a doubleheader on Saturday instead if they can't play tomorrow. But rain out in San Diego is highly unlikely, as we mentioned, so we'll see what happens. Nationals drop an 8-3 decision tonight, 19-17 and on the year. San Diego 19-17 and as well. Three more in San Diego coming up over the next three days, so we'll see what happens. Nats Nightly, sponsored by the District Sports page and federalbaseball.com. We'll talk to you either tomorrow or Saturday, Dave. I was going to go get some sleep. <laughs>